0: Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even one dollar can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 255 of It's All Tim's Fault. I am Tim, the one who's always at fault, and joining me as always is Dane. Dane, how's it going?
2: It's going good. I, I still don't know how you remember all of the, um, uh, what is it called, uh, episode numbers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, oh, like after
2: a while, it's just whatever number, <laughs> right?
1: It's quite simple, really. I mean, I'll give everyone a peek behind the curtain here of our very sophisticated way of (laughs) preparing for an episode. I have whenever I make the cover, art, I just have a folder of all the cover art and I title them with the episode numbers. So Uh, before we start recording, I just open it up and see, Okay, what was the last one we did? What was the (laughs) episode art labeled? So last one was labeled 254. So one would assume, Dane, that this would be episode 255.
2: Oh, I saw you cheat. You're a cheater, Tim.
1: <laughs> no, sorry to disappoint. I don't have this massive memory where I just automatically know what episode number we're on. Sorry to disappoint. Uh,
2: dang it. Well, anyway, what's what's uh, been going on with you?
1: Uh, it's crunch time for me for video games. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've said it before how jedi survivor kicks off what's going to be an onslaught of awesome games for me to play in the next few months and it happens i had two two weeks to beat jedi survivor i'm down to less than a week now i haven't beaten it but we'll get into jedi survivor but um uh, i've just been trying to play that and then at the same time do a full-blown guardians of the galaxy rewatch uh for the movie for volume three and you would think oh it's just two movies but no, there's also the Avengers <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame that I had to throw in there, which I, I actually watched during the week, which I don't usually do. I always save my movie watching for the weekend, but because I had to get those in, I'd had I watched those, which took away time from Jedi Survivor. So <laughs> but I think I should still have Jedi Survivor beaten before Tears of the Kingdom comes out next this friday or as you listening to this if you're listening to this on the day of release it'll be tomorrow so uh i should have a beat by then but that's what i've been up to the last two weeks just trying my best to beat jedi survivor and do a guardians full-blown guardians of the galaxy rewatch
2: which one is taking precedent Tim? i'm assuming it's uh jedi survivor
1: the first few days it was jedi survivor but then when i realized oh volume three is really close to release so <laughs> i gotta watch yeah. the movie so for two days or because um last weekend i was able to play some jedi survivor and watch two guardians of the Mo- two guardians of the galaxy movies but then during this past week um i had to sacrifice two days of not playing jedi survivor to watch avengers infinity war and endgame so it did take away a little bit of time but <laughs> i think it'll all work out in the end though
2: where did you have to watch the the avengers movies because like, i mean, like, really- like like what's the oh you mean with um What's her name? Um, well, don't tell me Tim. Oh here we me. go. Some more green um,
1: <laughs> name remembering the <of laughs> game from the MCU. I uh
2: is her name Hera?
1: No, it's not <laughs> Hera. Uh,
2: You're
1: getting your green alien species mixed up. Ah, uh,
2: okay. Um uh, like whew,
1: um It begins with a G.
2: Gamora.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and her sister's name—her sister's name is Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> What's your sister's ne- name? Nebula. Sister? Nebula. Yes. All right. Dang Which it. Which is a really cool name. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you have to watch Avengers. Yeah because of that because she dies
1: in that obviously yeah it's a huge moment for the guardians and they have a pretty big this substantial amount of screen time in that movie so it was kind of like watching kind of a mini guardians of the galaxy movie in there as well too so it had to it had to be watched because obviously volume three is going to pick up from where things left off there
2: the oh,
1: only so, so like the only thing i wasn't able to squeeze in dane was the beginnings from your favorite MCU movie, Thor: Love and Thunder, where the Guardians <laughs> are in the
2: beginning. How dare you, Tim? That's the most important
0: <laughs> story
2: aspect of the MCU. <laughs> How could you forget that? um What was I gonna say? Uh, oh, what was I gonna say, Tim? <laughs> I totally forget. Sorry, everyone. Anyway, yeah, say. it's it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, I know what I was gonna say. So, like, we'll we'll get into it, but like, Volume Three picks up right at the end of the Avengers movie.
1: Well, well, see, there was also there is Thor: Love and Thunder. Then there was the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special that came out at the end of last year, which Uh, kind of is where Volume Three picks up. Is the last thing before Volume Three?
2: Ah, okay. Did you watch that too, Tim? I did squeeze that in. <laughs> uh, managed to squeeze in the holiday special.
1: Well, I should didn't say
2: the to beat Jedi survivor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was something I did like after I watched uh, Endgame. I watched uh, Endgame Wednesday night because I was seeing Guardians Thursday then. Before I went to sleep, like there's some moments I should probably watch from the holiday special. Where I just before I went to sleep on my phone, <laughs> I watched like about. Pretty much the beginning of the end, which mainly dealt, dealt with the guardians uh, setting up certain things. So,
2: I uh, okay. see. So it's like it's the, the holiday special is pretty much just a big joke, and then like the last two and a half minutes is like <laughs> the, oh, mi- the okay, middle so of like, it. Now we're setting it. Oh, okay, the
1: middle the of the middle it. of it's like a, a, the the big joke aspect, <laughs> or like where the most fun happens. <laughs> so hey,
0: you
2: know what i ma- you, you know what I managed to watch, Tim? What's that? um i i totally forget the name of it but the werewolf um special oh, um they had uh why am i blanking on it too werewolf know. by night that's what i think really yeah yeah that thing was really good it was really good yeah yeah uh, surprisingly because it's a character i don't really care about i don't know uh, a bunch of characters i don't really know at all same yeah and, yeah it was really good like that that one shot uh single take scene at the end towards mm. the end it was really cool and i like the twist all like the he, he's trying to save that big monster yeah man thing. Yeah. he was the only yeah. character
1: i knew from the comics was me
2: oh.
1: <laughs> and he looked great
2: that was really good uh surprisingly i mean i'm sure i'm sure he's gonna be meeting captain america next or whatever <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know but, who directed uh, it too yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, Michael Giacchino.
1: Yeah, which is <laughs> brought which in is his really right, just the music composer to director. Yeah, he did a good job.
2: Yeah. How did that happen? Like, did did a director drop on? and Giacchino no. was like, oh, oh, like he he was actually signed to direct that.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it was, like wow. some he pitched or they Marvel went to him, but it was like something where he wasn't just like a replacement or anything like that. He was the ah. choice to do it. So.
2: Wow. What a renaissance
1: man! Right. You <laughs> can uh, direct.
2: I mean, you can imagine
1: making your own music. movie, directing it and then scoring yeah. it too. It's like <laughs> it's all you.
2: Yeah. And I like the black and white too. What a what a switch for uh, yeah. the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah, that was With a cool the, aesthetic for it. fit the really The highlighting well. <laughs> color. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Awesome. That's another MCU
1: uh, project you checked out that you enjoyed. I'm proud yeah, of
2: you. Yeah, I really enjoyed. It. I actually <laughs> really enjoyed that. You know, like, I was like, oh, I got some time to kill. I'll watch this, uh, this uh, thing that uh, is the precursor to the werewolf meeting Captain America and the Avengers, <laughs> part of the Inve- Avengers somehow. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. I can't believe uh, Michael Giacchino directed it. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. So
1: Werewolf by Night and Thor Love and Thunder danes 2 <laughs> favorite MC yeah. project your list is growing
2: you know people go for the avengers movies you know the guardians of the galaxy stuff to me i like the, the weird stuff i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever fits your boat yeah but something that's not weird This is the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Well, I guess maybe to some people it might be, but (laughs) it's not weird to us. And so we're going to continue on with our minute-by-minute commentary as we'll be going from minute 42 to 43. So as always, go ahead and grab your VHS copy, your Betabax copy, your Laserdisc copy, your DVD copy, your HD DVD copy, your UMD or all 12 of your UMD copies of uh, (laughs) the Fellowship of the Ring. (laughs) Grab your blockbuster membership video or card to go rent it. Um, get your Netflix physical media red envelope out of your mailbox and pull all two discs to watch it that way. <laughs> <laughs> then grab or grab your uh, projector, watch it the old-fashioned way, or you can watch your VHS converted to or. See, I screwed that up. I forgot to say your DVHS. (laughs) But then there's also, you know, the one we always watch, your VHS converted to DVD copy made from your PC or Mac. (laughs) So any one of those, go ahead and get that synced up to the 42-minute mark, and we'll begin the countdown. Dane, are you ready?
2: Um, Before we get to that, Tim, you would know, how many disks was the, uh, let's say, the fellowship of the brain? on dvd there's only two discs oh oh i thought it was like three
1: no which still <laughs> i scratched yeah. my head while well, first the blu-ray when that came out while wow, that was still two discs and then the 4k how little is it still two discs it's like there's got to be enough memory on those discs to fit the whole movie <laughs> on yeah. one disc and not lose quality but
2: yeah, it's not because <laughs> you remember those do you remember those um this was back in the dvd days um you remember those it, it, it looked like box sets like it the the flaps folded over
1: yeah uh yep
2: and like so so that was the two discs and the uh and special, all the special features. features yeah
1: uh, uh so, so it was just a four disc set like two discs for the movie and two discs for the special features
2: ah uh, okay
1: Yeah. You know one of these days the, i would love to have a physical media version of the extended cuts of Lord so of the Rings trilogy on one single disc not too much to
2: ask <laughs> yeah you would think that Blu-ray would you know be enough memory to contain the the whole movie but I guess not
1: Nope. So I still gotta get up and switch the disc whenever I watch them
2: just it's get, get digital awesome. version, <laughs> just s- the digital version Tim yeah just get the digital version
1: well I have the digital versions but I only use it when yeah. I'm for instance, doing this commentary. So that when I do a full watch of it, it has to be the physical edition. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah, I'm a quality snob. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Yes, I am ready. I am ready, Tim.
1: And I will give the countdown: three, two, one, play. Who safely puts the ring in his pocket.
2: Yeah, no. things have oh. never fallen out of pockets in the history <laughs> of pockets,
1: right? I mean, it doesn't get more secure than that on a long journey that they're going to take. They don't have to worry about it falling off.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not going to be falling and tumbling. And, <laughs> you know, not going to be running. climbing
1: any mountains, journeying into any caves, <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> Crossing rivers.
2: So Sam almost dies right here, right? <laughs> He almost dies, right?
1: By getting hit on the head by Gandalf's staff?
2: No, because because Gandalf thought it was like an orc or something. Or uh, a troll or...
1: <laughs> Could have been, yeah. yeah. Imagine if he did just bonk him on the head. he just like use some magic on him
2: and <laughs> killed him right there. I guess I it's going to what... be a solo journey. <laughs>
1: Would Gandalf have turned him into a toad? We'll never know. <laughs> Well, we're, well, I think we are finally reached the end of that whole sequence with Gandalf and Frodo in his house there.
2: Yeah, because cause we've only been in the Shire for like 40-whatever yeah. 40, 40 episodes. We've yeah, only but... been in the Shire.
1: <laughs> Minus the prologue, but yeah. Oh, right,
2: yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, We, we mentioned... I, I mentioned this when we when we saw, when we did the commentary for um, the prologue part, but, like, um, did, okay, so how many rings were created in total? Do you know, Tim?
1: Let's see. Uh, It was three for the elves, nine for men, and, uh, let's see, was it seven or eight for the dwarves? I want to say okay. 7 for the dwarves.
2: Okay, so let's just say 20 total, right? Um, so, the men... What happened to their rings?
1: They just... Sauron just you know, used them to enslave them and turn them into a Nazgul. So, uh, I guess... Technically, they still have their rings, but <laughs> they're all made to use for a Serf Sauron.
2: Right, so they got turned into... the. The Nazgul, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who made the the determination that like, okay, so you guys are gonna be the horse rider guys, and then you guys are gonna be the the uh, pterodactyl guys.
1: Well, they're all the same Nazgul. It's all nine of them. Before they were all on the horses, horses, but then when the horses uh, got killed in the in the river, they went back to the the flying bees, the foul bees.
2: Oh, they had to get their new car. Yeah. They had to get their other their flying car out. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Uh, I
0: see. All right. Yeah, it's it's always just question. nine Nazgul. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, okay. Glad, glad I
1: was able to answer that question fairly Yeah. <laughs> fairly quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so that could take us into... Our future topic for this episode, which mainly is going to be two, or we're going to be giving my review for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and then I guess Dane's review slash my impressions of Jedi Survivor because I haven't beaten it yet, but Dane has. So <laughs> Dane's gonna have to be careful not to spoil what spoil. happens. Spoil. So uh, I guess I'll start with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Three review um, for our feature topic. So. Obviously, I made mean, it no secret how much I love the franchise of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It was such a breath of fresh air when the first one came out in 2014. Absolutely loved it. Loved volume Could two. I fooled me, I... Tim. <laughs> I, I
2: know. Shocker here,
1: date. It's
2: not like you did a, a total rewatch of every single appearance. So. Right. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. And you completed the, uh, the, the, the video game as well. You did a replay of the video game, didn't you?
1: Uh, I, I wish I could, cause that the last game won by Square Enix was so good. <laughs> it was so much. Before <laughs> I had reservations going into, it cause I did not like the character designs, especially for uh, Peter Quill. <laughs> but regardless of that, I mean, you could customize it to wear different outfits. I so I gave him his comic accurate outfit with his mask and everything, so it was fine. But the story and the gameplay, it was just, it was really great. And also too, I can't remember if you played this, game, but the Telltale game of Guardians of the Galaxy from a few years ago. No, um, I haven't played it. That yeah. was really good. That was one of one of my favorite uh, Telltale games that they did. Oh, wow. One of the yeah, hardest decisions, ending decisions you have to make <laughs> out of all the really? Telltale games.
2: Yeah. Uh, so it's like, oh, do I save uh, uh, Rocket or do I save Groot?
1: It's kind of, not necessarily that, but decisions regarding the characters that you have to make, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. Which I, I don't think it's available anymore on the store. Cause I'm not sure. I haven't really looked, but if you're able to find it, yeah, I it. Just...
2: a lot of the Telltale games aren't available. I think, I think it's on the PlayStation, uh, whatever it's called now. That uh, you subscribe and then you have the access, free access. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I think a lot of the Telltale games are on there.
1: Gotcha. Well, if it is, I highly recommend. Uh, those checking out if you like Telltale Games and Guardians of the Galaxy, it's really good. A really great story in there. So yeah, I love the franchise. And Volume Three was has been my most anticipated movie of the year. The trailers for it looked fantastic. And even before we got the trailers and knowing kind of hearing some whispers of what it might entail, uh, (laughs) I was thinking it was gonna do what I was hoping the third one would go into so i had high expectations going into it so saw it on thursday on opening night uh, one of the few movies the first movie i did since the batman actually <laughs> see on a thursday night i don't usually do that too often but uh, for the movies i just really looking forward to and cannot wait to see i still will make those thursday night screenings happen so uh saw this one on thursday night and i'll going to go probably dive into spoilers here i know dane gave me the okay he <laughs> doesn't mind being spoiled on it but if you're listening to this i know it's probably um a, about a week since the movie came out so if you don't mind the spoilers uh, or if you've seen it already um i'll be diving into most of that stuff so um so just overall
2: can, yeah okay can, can i uh just make a bold prediction okay uh so uh rocket dies right
1: Man, that was one of my biggest worries going into it. Man, they were really hyping that up in the like trailers and the marketing, almost to a point yeah. where it was like, are they just doing it as a misdirect? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But I guess I'll go ahead and just reveal that right now. No, he does not die, which ah,
2: okay.
1: makes me so happy. But at the same time, it's like if that's the direction James Gunn wanted to go with it, and how he did it well and felt like a right conclusion to the character story. I mean. It would have been sad, but if it was done well, I would have been okay with it. But um, he did not die, and he survived. He's actually now the new leader of the Guardians. That's how it ended, oh, well. where Star-Lord basically oh, yeah. makes him the captain.
2: Yeah, I totally forgot. We're dealing with Marvel here, right? Or Disney. and uh-huh. uh, So, like, they're not going to kill off, like, an asset. So, <laughs> they're, they're they're not really going to
1: you know, do that. So I've, so
2: they can reuse it and reuse it and reuse it over and over again,
1: right? <laughs> hey, when it comes I, to Rocket, I hope so. I'll never get sick of the character. <laughs> he's one of, He's become one of my favorite Marvel characters. So if they want to keep using him, fine by me. Um, yeah. But I was... Another... Again, I gave a spoiler warning, so... <laughs> you know what I'm going to talk about on this one. But the, the surprise is that actually none of the main characters died. Um, I was expecting... Maybe one <laughs> with Rocket being at the forefront as the biggest possibility, but they all survived and had their uh stories conclude but yet still remain open to where we can see them again. And we're I know we're definitely gonna see them again. But if we get another Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it's gonna be a different, very different version of the team. So as James Guns, I think he's been sent in the lead up to this. Uh, this is the end for this iteration, but if Marvel wants to do more, they obviously can. And it was def- it definitely ended to where that will be the case how things were left and also potentially set up um but yeah overall i i really enjoyed it um might see how it, i'm going to be seeing it again later today so it's one of those movies where it just feels really different from the first two it's a lot more serious in tone than the previous guardian movies are uh, a lot of great emotional beats in there the other ones had some great emotional moments too so i don't want to say like oh this one did that where the other two didn't but the ones here kind of really hit hard, especially with Rocket, and that's what makes this movie, cause it's all telling about Rocket's origin story and how he came to be. And that's what I was most excited going into this movie about and hearing the whispers that they could potentially be de- be diving into that aspect had me very excited. And it did not disappoint that stuff, just just really adds to the character of Rocket and just um, the journey that he's been on through all three of these movies and seeing how, how his, he's grown as a character and to come to be part of this family that he never thought he had and just kind of seeing where all that came from. It's just such a tragic story <laughs> that uh, was revealed for being his uh, origin for the movie. And going back to the Telltale games, this is why I was so excited about it, because that was playing the Telltale games when they dealt with Rocket Story. That was kind of my first exposure to... Of some of the characters and elements of Rocket's origin, I was like, "Oh man, this is like really good stuff." Where I would love to see this done in the movie. And while the basic core of the premise of it's there, it is done differently in Volume Three than it is in the Telltale game. But um, it just made when I played that moment in the Telltale series, there was a character specifically called Lila, who is um, another animal who was experimenting on an otter. It had kind of played up to be like, like Rocket's love interest or potential, and they were trying to plan an escape. It doesn't work out in the Telltale game, but um, when I played it, I was like, man, this is like a really great emotional beat for Rocket as a character to have, and I really hope to explore that in the movie, in a a potential um, future movie for Guardians, and they did that in this one, and that character of Lila was here in Volume 3 along with two other animal characters that were been experimented on, which became Rocket's first friend, and they were done great, man. That stuff in the flashback sequences was, man, it really pulled out the heartstrings, especially if you're an animal lover. <laughs> seeing how happy they were to be together as these animals being tortured and experimented on as friends, but seeing what they went through, uh, it really sucked to see. And then this Rocket's reaction to it, because it doesn't have a happy outcome for Lila and Rocket's other two friends there, um, which paves the way for Rocket to uh, make his escape uh, eventually. This doesn't show us like i was hoping we kind of see him meet up with group but we don't get that we just see him escaping the laboratory that experimented on but hey you mentioned date about them using rocket for a bunch of other stuff i would love like if we got like a disney plus series or something showing the continuation of this point in rocket's life after he escapes that laboratory and uh, meeting up with group and all that i would love to see that but uh, that's just really where the heart of the movie is at and those flashback sequences was, was rocket and showing his origin story, and I was that's what I was most excited about, and it really delivered on that front but um yeah, so the movie it starts off it starts off great with I love how James gunn always begins his guardians movie with a title sequence where you see the credits the the title big title pop onto the screen um with focusing on a specific piece of music um as the credits are rolling its. In the first one, it was Peter Quill dancing in the temple on Morag, as we see the credits uh, to the song, uh, Come Get Your Love. In volume two, it was a big battle. Um, it was uh, Baby Groot dancing uh, to Mr. Blue Sky. <laughs> and then this one, I was wondering what it was going to be. Is it going to be like another big action sequence? But it was just very simple. But to me, just like almost very powerful, too, where it just focuses, because it begins with a flashback of Rocket as a, just a baby raccoon being taken from a cage to be experimented on. And then it transitions it to current Rocket, and he's putting on some headphones, and the song he decides to play is the acoustic version of Creep by Radiohead. And we just see Rocket walk around um, Nowhere, which is the now the Guardians' HQ. So we just see him walking around Creeps playing. He's singing along to it, <laughs> which is great. Uh, you could just tell like it was a song that really meant something for him. I just see him like, turn the volume up, singing along, and just kind of walking around, you see the different members of the Guardians. So I just loved how perfectly the music it set the tone for what this movie is going to be. Like like I said, more of a serious, more of a character introspect for Rocket. And I think playing the song Creep by Radiohead while Rocket is listening to it and singing along to it just really set the tone for what this movie was going to be. And I just loved how it started with that. And I think already is my favorite opening <laughs> sequence of the Guardian movies when you put it uh, with the songs that are used. I just thought it really did a great job and fit the character of Rocket perfectly. And again, set the tone up for what the movie was going to be about but the movie i again i tried to stay spoiler free on it as much as i could only watch the trailers so i wasn't sure what the actual driving force in the plot was going to be and i was kind of surprised on what it was to where obviously i knew rocket was going to be a big focus of it but it's kind of weird where he is a big focus of it but at the same time he is not in it as much as you think because um the Guardians on Nowhere get attacked by Adam Warlock, who was teased in the end credit scene of Volume Two and has been a past member of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. So he's a big character, especially in the Marvel Universe. um The character Warlock—I uh, know a lot of people are probably going to be disappointed with him. He was underused and just mainly used as like a lackey and a henchman, a very powerful one, albeit, but nothing more to him than that. Especially when he was kind of a main member of past Guardians team. So like. I imagine that might be a disappointment for some, which I understand. But he goes and attacks the Guardians on Nowhere, and he's specifically after Rocket. And during the battle, Rocket gets critically injured, where he just gets blasted in the chest. And Rocket is pretty much incapacitated for a good portion of this movie. So our time with Rocket is in those flashback sequences where we see his story. Unfolds and it's not one big long flashback. It's uh, separated and sprinkled out throughout the course of the first two acts of the movie, um, as the Guardians are trying to revive Rocket. So that's where the main plot comes from. Is basically the Guardians and Peter Quill especially just dead set on making sure Rocket does not die and tried to uh, save him because they have these med packs that usually work well in reviving someone with a wound like that. But Rocket, since he was experimented on, he has this explosive explosive device planted in him that if anyone tampers with a rocket's body it's going to be set off and explode and just kill rocket so that med pack was just causing wasn't doing its job it was only it was setting off that uh kill switch so uh the guardians need to find a device to kill, set off that or get rid of or turn off that skill switch so they can operate and save rocket with that med pack um so that's where it leads them to finding out to where uh, his origins come from And that's where it leads us to the villain, the High Evolutionary, where we get the real he was the one who created Rocket. He's someone who's trying to create pretty much like the perfect society and just make life the perfect way of living. Uh, So he's experimented with just animals, trying to make them intelligent. um, And he moves on to creating like actual people, the Sovereign from Guardians of Galaxy Volume 2. Who Adam Warlock is a part of, is revealed that the sovereign or they were created by the high evolutionary. So he's tinkering and trying to play God (laughs) amongst a bunch of different living beings and just trying to create that perfect life form, that perfect living society. And it starts with Rocket. And Rocket is the first one to show like real intelligence um, as, as his only experiment to do so. And so he wants to get Rocket back and just pretty much. Use his mind, so that's why he sent Adam Warlock to bring Rocket back. So the course of the movie is a Guardian trying to uh, move closer to the High Evolutionary, so they can get what they need to save Rocket's life, while at the same time trying to keep Rocket away from the hands of the High Evolution the High Evolutionary. And amongst that, of course, I said it's more of a serious tone, and it is. But over the course of what the Guardians go through, there's still that fun stuff you get, especially with Drags and Mantas, uh, Peter and Gamora. That's another big of the movie is Peter dealing with this different Gamora that obviously the one that he fell in love with died and he sees her right there but yet it's not the same one and she doesn't feel the same way about him obviously since they didn't have the same experiences together because of all that time uh, not spent after the events of Endgame so it's him trying to deal with that and just kind of move on but um, that's another aspect of the movie where it's like it's no fault of James Gunn and what he had to do because I'm a little torn on this because Gamora, I, it would have been great because of all the emotion with the Guardians trying to deal with, trying to save Rocket, their friend's life, and this version of Gamora and having no connection to Rocket, um, was kind of like a little disappointing because I would have loved to see, you know, how the original, the real Gamora would have dealt with seeing Rocket like this and what she, how she what she would have done to do all she can to save him. But at the same time, I don't want to fault Avengers: Infinity War for doing that because. That made for such a powerful moment in that movie where uh, we actually saw some actual humanity in Thanos to where he, it was t- hard for him to sacrifice his daughter that he actually loved, like the one being that he actually cared for, he, had, he sacrificed her to gain the Soul Stone. So it made for a powerful moment in Infinity War, but at the same time, took away a little bit from future Guardians movie, And I was always curious to see how they were going to handle that. And I think it was handled as well as you could. I just think it just would have been nice to have the original Gamora here for all the stuff the guardians were dealing with in regards to learning about rockets pass and doing what they can to, to save him. So yeah, so all that stuff, um, like I said, it wasn't necessarily handled bad or wrong or anyway. It's just some I couldn't help but think about as far as what kind of what could have been if uh, they didn't decide to go that route in Avengers infinity war, which again, <laughs> it was great for that. So we saw a little torn <laughs> on, you know, wanted to choose which i would rather have but um so other than that though um just the movie itself it really just its strength is on these characters and the relationship that they built over the course of these two movies and um uh, mm-hmm. especially between Rocket and all the other characters um uh peter quill the, one of my favorite mo- moments probably my favorite moment of the movie is where again i said rocket doesn't die but they <laughs> tried to let he came pretty darn close And I guess technically he actually did for a little bit because they had this moment where they were able to get uh, the device they needed to turn off that kill switch and to put those med packs to save Rocket. But it's looking like they were too late. He just uh, looks like he's he's convulsing. He's just um, going into shock. And it's just like they're not going to save him. And you have kind of that moment where a lot of these stories do where a character is about to die, that they're in the white light in their mind. And uh, the character, Lila, who gets... uh, who was killed in the flashbacks that we saw. And she's coming to have rocket join her and his other friends that he lost. Uh, just saying, uh, kind of inviting him or well, rocket actually asks. he goes, you know, can I come with you guys? And she's all, yes, you can, but not now. And that's where it, rocket gets pulled back as Peter is trying to bring it back with CPR and all that. and But just the emotion and the reaction that Peter Quill had when Rocket actually dies for a bit, Chris Pratt, just, Chris Pratt did a great job of just really showing that emotion off. And then just seeing um, Groot, uh, Peter, and Rocket comes like just an embrace when Rocket does come back and just seeing how far these characters have come when you meet them in the first one. Again, it's just a great display of just character growth and character arcs that we've seen over the course of several movies. It's just all made for great moments like that. And this is one of those instances where, because Gamora was there too, but yet she had no connection to Rocket. So she couldn't really join in that uh, celebration and just that relief of that joy of having Rocket be brought back to life. So that's one of those instances where I thought, ah, if only that was the original Gamora, but just great stuff. And that's what makes this movie so good is just the character dynamics and the emotional bits that you get with them. Um, so they eventually, obviously they got to defeat the the villain of the story, the high evolutionary. It's because uh, they got Drax, Nebula, and Mantis. They are on the high evolutionary ship, while Peter, Groot, and Gamora are on their own ship uh, as they were trying to revive Rocket. So they have to try to get uh, kind of meet up with each other. <laughs> that made uh, for a really cool action sequences in probably out of all the Guardians movies, where they're just like this one continuous shot of just each Guardian having a moment to shine and just, just doing some really cool stuff set to uh, the BC Boys No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which made for a fitting piece of music for an action sequence like that. It was just one of the cool action sequences you're gonna see in a Marvel movie. I just loved that. Um, but then we get the moment, um, kind of a great moment with Rocket too, where as, because another big reveal is that the High Evolutionary created what he thinks is now finally his perfect species and he's going to take him off to this new planet uh, or a new colony to have him thrive there. (laughs) That's the other thing. He created a hybrid species of like animal humans um, Mm -hmm. after the success he had with rocket and other animals. And he pretty much created, or it's actually called counter earth where it's earth, but they kind of serve him as like the ruler and God of it, but it's all like animal species. There's like, they go into a suburban area you've seen in the trailers, but it's all these people with, Uh, one looks like a goat and bats Uh, so he created that but he still felt it wasn't perfect because it gets you see as the guardians are going through this planet that still has the same problems earth has uh different species fighting with one another drug deals going on so it's not the perfect society that the high evolutionary wanted so what does he do he's gonna start again to destroy this planet and start over with uh, this new species that is created and it's pretty much a bunch of kids so he's he has a bunch of kids captured on a ship Um, ready to use them to colonize or to go to a colony and start a new society but then he actually says he's going to destroy that planet with all those hybrid animals on there i was like okay typical villain plot he's going to destroy it guardians are going to stop him save the day but nope (laughs) he actually does it he destroys that whole counter earth and the guardians are not able to stop him so like pretty much a whole planet got destroyed with tons of living beings on there so uh, between like animal torture and the destruction of a whole civilization this i'm surprised the movie went kind of in the direction it did so it went to some dark moments there um but again it was necessary for the story they were trying to tell um but it was just surprising that oh man they actually did that so um the guardians they meet up to rescue not only their team members but as they find they had high evolutionaries, all the kids there they have to save them so they're trying to bring them back to nowhere So uh, it was a cool visual where the High Evolutionary's big ship and Nowhere, uh, if you remember from the first movie, is just a severed head of a celestial being. So it's a gigantic head, (laughs) which is the base of operations for the Guardians. So those two objects are meeting face-to-face so they can transfer all the kids off the High Evolutionary ship to Nowhere, while at the same time uh, the Guardians are going to save or get each other out too. But once they think they have everyone out, Rocket goes off on his own and he goes to the same place to where he was pretty much born and taken from and experimented on. So he sees all these animals being captured and experimented on. And he sees a cage of baby raccoons and where he came from. And it was a great moment because over the course of all the Guardians movies, the Avengers, every every time the Guardians appeared in an MCU project, someone would call Rocket a raccoon and he'd get upset. He didn't know what a raccoon was. He said it's not him, he's his own thing. So it's just like, you, you get offended when anyone called him a raccoon, but uh, as, as he looked at all those baby raccoons and he sees uh, the label on there of what they were, he actually was from earth. He was a raccoon taken from earth and he se- sees it on there like experiment species raccoon and he accepts it, okay, that's what he is. And he just grabs all like the baby raccoons that they're all on him. It just made for a very <laughs> it was like a very sweet visual moment of Rocket, trying to save all these little raccoons and all these animals, and he tells And but then he gets confronted by the High Evolutionary who just had it with Rocket because Rocket, actually, before he escaped he attacked the High Evolutionary after his friends were killed in the flashbacks and just messed up his face, so uh, while the High Evolutionary wants his mind, he just also wants to torture Rocket even more for all he did to him so, uh, there was a him and Rocket had a little showdown, I wish it was a little longer, um, but uh there was a great moment where rocket finally accepts that he is a raccoon because he gives the high evolutionary gives his like typical villain monologue like who are you what makes you think you could do this and he goes my name is rocket raccoon <laughs> the first time saying that because we all know that was his kind of official name in uh the guardians of the galaxy comics just thought the marvel character was always rocket raccoon as he was always referred to for him to finally accept that and hear his uh say it out of his own mouth <laughs> was a nice moment and so they defeat the High Evolutionary. The rest of the Guardians come and help Rocket. I kind of... Uh, this is one of like a nitpicky thing. where Since the High Evolutionary is such a personal moment for Rocket, I kind of wish it was just Rocket on his own who defeated him. But all the Guardians got uh, their moment to take him down. And Gamora actually gets like the final blow as she stabs him with her blade. And he's not dead because uh, they actually tell Rocket, you know, finish him off. Go ahead. Kill him after all he did to you. But Rocket goes like no, I'm not going to do it because I'm a freaking Guardian of the Galaxy. (laughs) He's just taking the high road there. But he tells the Guardians that, you know, there's a bunch of other animals they have to get off this ship because obviously Rocket (laughs) feels his responsibility to save them as well. So there's a moment where they're getting all, it's pretty much like, almost like a Noah's Ark moment where instead of getting all the animals on the Ark, they're getting them off it because it's going to explode. And there, uh, there was a moment where they all get off and another great addition to the characters was Cosmo the dog who had a cameo in the first one but it was always another character who was always a member from the past guardians teams who was a Russian space dog sent out into space who gained psychic powers so uh, she was using her psychic powers to hold the ship from exploding to get everyone off uh, th- then there was another like fake out death moment where it looks like uh, Peter has to go back to get his Zune <laughs> music player uh, which caused them a delay to escape the ship Not in time, but uh, so it looks like he's kind of he doesn't make it. He's floating in space. He's freezing up. His face is imploding Uh, what it looks like he's going to die. I was like, I didn't buy it, though, because like Peter Quill is going to go out like that. I don't they're going to go out in this movie. I don't think it's going to be like that because not him saying a word to the Guardians or having a final goodbye. I don't think they're just going to have it where he just dies without any words or out saying anything. So I didn't necessarily buy that he was going to die. And he didn't. He was saved by Adam Warlock at the last second. And then he tells Rocket, you know, he saved the Zuna for him because later on, all the Guardians have a meeting and saying, kind of the Dispansion meeting where they're all going to go their separate ways where Peter Quill says he's going to go back home on Earth and see his finally go back and see his grandfather and uh, Drax uh Nebula are going to stay on nowhere to help uh, be- pretty much become foster parents for all these kids that they saved from the high evolutionary there. There was a great moment, too, between uh, where a big point of the movie is Nebula kind of saying out Drax doesn't really contribute anything besides muscle, but his biggest strength is as we know from the first movie, he was the father and his biggest strength is kind of being like the father figure to these kids and kind of being a parent and raising uh, could be responsible for raising these kids in the future. And so that's why he stays on nowhere. Nobody's going to help him. And then uh Mantis, she's going to go off on her own feeling that she needs to experience the galaxy without, kind of being told what to do from uh, being the servant of Ego from volume two and then being a member of the guardians following orders there. She just wants to move out and expand on her own. So she goes her own way. And then Peter says, Nope, but there's still got to be guardians of the galaxy. So he officially leaves the team under rockets care and makes him a captain. And Groot actually, after all that Groot finally says some words other than I am Groot, where he just says, I love you guys, (laughs) which which got the audience, uh, Uh, teary eyed even for where i was sitting i could (laughs) hear like the the sniffling of the nose it's like the awes and all that (laughs) from people around me so that was a great moment and that's where it just ends where uh, everyone goes on their separate ways but yet there's still a guardians team for the future and we do get a glimpse of that future team because the mid-credit scene is rocket on this planet with the new members of the guardian which is him groot uh adam warlock's now there one of the kids who they rescue is part of the team raglin cosmo the dog so they're all there protecting another the planet second each other's music taste while they're at it too <laughs> so that was a fun moment so yeah i i really enjoyed it i thought it was a great satisfying ending to uh the journey that these characters have taken um if i the one thing i feel that's holding me back holding it back for me as far as being my absolute favorite because right now i do like i think volume two is my favorite which i'm i know i'm in the minority on but this one i think potentially has can maybe move up in the ranks too where because this the the themes and the character dynamics are so strong in this movie um but i just felt um i just wanted more i guess of a it's kind of hard to explain where a res not necessarily a resolution but when rocket came back it was such a great moment between a quill and a group uh, for them to share but just like them real or just more being spoken of how much they have come together as a family like they haven't had before uh, just appreciating each other I mean it's all there but uh, at the end when they're all kind of deciding to go their separate ways I just felt that it was a little rushed and getting there where it wasn't really set up to a point where okay what really made them come to this resolution where Peter felt he needed to go back to earth after these after this event it was hinted on early on in the movie where mantis is telling about his grandfather so they planted the seed there where it's like yeah this is probably what's going to happen but what happened over the course of the story that made peter quill come to decision maybe it's something i'll uh flow better or i'll pick up more on as i see it on a second viewing but i just felt it was kind of glossed over to like the decision the decisions everyone came to just felt sort of in that moment in that scene where it happened and not necessarily built up to that necessarily in the course of the movie so i don't know maybe something that again i'll maybe pick up more on and s- pick up some more groundwork being laid for that <laughs> for the characters to come to that realization mainly for uh peter and uh, i guess mantis drax i think in, in drax nebula uh rocket and groot i think how it was set up for them and where things were left uh, it made sense or at least you can see that uh the, that direction being laid out over the course of the movie, but for some of the others, I just felt it kind of happened a little too quickly, or just kind of in that moment there. But again, uh, it's something that might just it might feel better as I see see it multiple times down the road. So, um but yeah, so that was kind of like its biggest holdback for me. It just kind of some of the resolutions that the characters came to at the end just felt a little too quick, or just uh, almost out of the blue <laughs> in certain aspects um but we'll see it might feel better for me on second viewings but overall it was great the, just the character of raga like i said i was so glad that the movie was going to focus on him and it did and it did not disappoint and just uh just delivered an emotional story for his character and just only enhances um the other movies as well as uh you know what he went through now and just kind of why he is the way he was in those first two movies so just a lot of great stuff so top it off with a typical some great guardians humor some awesome action like i said that uh, no sleep till brooklyn action sequence was amazing to see unfold so yeah i i really dug it so i'm gonna give it a solid uh 4.5 out of five uh just a great ending to what's become just a really great trilogy but again when that feels different i just love that all these movies have their own unique distinct feel to them but yet each it, one does feel like a guardians movie this one's more different uh than the other two i will say but like i said it does still fit in nicely uh with the other two um especially where uh how things are left off for the characters. so yeah um couldn't i was gonna say couldn't be happier with it but i that's not true because as i just said um <laughs> uh, i think some things could have been done a little better um with uh getting to the points that we got to even though i liked where the things ended i thought getting there could have spent a little more time on so uh but still a very satisfying conclusion to what might just be the best trilogy in the mcu and god i'm debating that between captain america because those all three of those movies are great as well so uh but we'll worry about ranking and uh, seeing where things fit later on right now i'm just going to enjoy seeing this movie multiple times uh in the theater because Yeah, this this in general, Guardians of the Galaxy of the franchise, it's such a breath of fresh air, like I said at first when it came out in 2014, and just uh, has become just a great franchise on its own, regardless of it's in the MCU. Uh, Probably one of the better newer franchises that we've had the past decade, so I'm just very thankful that uh, we got this series of movies, it got a beginning, middle, and an end, all done by... Same creative team, James Gunn got to tell the story he wanted to tell from start to finish which <laughs> didn't look like was going to happen at some point where he was fired from directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and I couldn't imagine the story being told by anyone else because he's just, these characters are an extension of himself so and just the fact that he was able to tell his final story with these characters was just great because it just wouldn't have been the same so glad that everything worked out in the end and uh we got the movie that we did. So uh yeah Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three uh was great. I was just really happy with it despite some complaints I had just overall it was just a great experience and just a very satisfying ending to what's been a great almost ten year journey with these characters. So yeah. Really, really really good.
2: So what happened to uh Drax?
1: He remains on nowhere. Like I said, he's gonna be kinda help raising those kids they rescued from the high evolutionary.
2: Uh, I see. And then, uh, uh, antenna, uh, the antenna girl.
1: Well, I, I assume you weren't listening to what I was saying,
2: Dave, because I went over all of that but,
1: <laughs> in my
2: review. Well, I, you know, me and the names, Tim. Antenna yeah. girl.
1: Ah, sure, sure. No, she went off on Samantha's? her own. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. She of went God. off
1: on her own to experience life on her own terms. <laughs> yeah.
2: Me and the names, Tim. You know how it goes. Uh, <laughs> what about uh, Jeff
1: Goldblum? Uh, well, thankfully he wasn't.
2: Oh there. no, he died, right?
1: <laughs> he died, right? No, he was. He survived in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, he did. Oh. Are, are you uh, meaning uh, Benicio del Toro's character?
2: Yeah, Benicio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Jeff Goldblum was dies, a Thor sorry. Ragnarok. Yeah. And then. No. Um, it's like open ended really. Ah. Uh,
1: okay. I mean, you could assume he's dead because Thanos did attack. <laughs> nowhere originally in Infinity War so he
2: might not have survived that right right and that was sort of like the trick right that, that Thanos yeah. plays on the Guardians of the Galaxy like oh yeah, it's like not he's the guy mm-hmm. um, uh, Sylvester Sloan his character in was, in,
1: he was in the beginning of it but not not in it very much but Gamora is uh, part okay. of the Ravager group now so she's part of
2: his crew <laughs> Uh, okay. So so he's not he 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 didn't uh die. No. Yeah.
1: Uh, so he nobody did. died then. No, yeah, none of the main characters died, uh, which again is kind of good because it's like I think everyone expects that oh to have a satisfying ending, characters have to die type of thing. It's like no, that's not always the case. I mean, you can still have like an emotional story it put these some characters as a ringer and still have not necessarily have them die to get the point across that you wanted to do to have an emotionally satisfying conclusion I think this movie did that really well like saying no it doesn't always have to end in death <laughs> in order to be a satisfying conclusion for some characters
2: yeah but if you're hinting at it in the trailer right
1: or no. i mean again it was probably just i had to be there for misdirect just to get you really <laughs> i guess worried like but at the same time you're glad yeah. it didn't happen because it's you don't want Rocket to die,
2: <laughs> so so was there like uh, like flirting with death sort of thing? Where it's yes. like, oh no, oh uh, okay, so it's constantly that then, like, yeah. oh no, uh, the threat was always it. there. Yes, yeah.
1: And like uh, I said, I technically he does die for a little bit because uh, he does flatline.
2: Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, so gesture was kind of a death then, It's not very long, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, i'm glad you enjoyed it tim because i know you're looking forward to that one oh yes <laughs> so what's the next big marvel movie coming up is it going to be blade
1: no it's going to be the next captain marvel the marvels which is captain uh, marvel miss marvel and monica rambo
2: <laughs> i can't wait to see how many people hate that movie because uh, of, uh...
1: they're already hating on the trailer <laughs> it's like
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh there's a trailer yeah uh, I didn't
1: uh, I'll be honest. To me, it's not like go. the greatest trailer ever. It's definitely going for a more yeah. humorous route for it. But again, that's <laughs> the MCU has done that plenty of times before. But uh, like now, just because it's Captain Marvel, we'll have to give it tons of thumbs down and already start uh, pre-hating it before yeah. the movie's even out. So yeah, that's already there as you would expect. <laughs> uh,
2: what's uh, what's the name of uh, Captain Marvel?
1: Uh, Carol Danvers uh, is
2: her. Name. No, no, the the, the actress. Oh, <laughs> the actress. <laughs> Brie, Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson. Right. People don't like her because...
1: I don't... I still don't know the reason why. It's like, it's like for some yeah. reason, it's like one of those internet things Oh, automatically hate her or don't like her.
2: It's, I mean, she was great in the movie. I don't... Yeah, I don't... The, uh,
1: it's it's just a weird okay. thing. I don't, That's one thing in that I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> like, why does this, this online hatred for her specifically yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah internet never disappoints nope so yeah guardians of the galaxy 3 big thumbs up for me so hope everyone who does see it um enjoyed it as much as i do or as uh, much as i did i should say <laughs> but i, I say yeah. as i do because i'm going to see it more times <laughs> as as we speak <laughs> or pretty much right after we speak but um so yeah guardians of the galaxy volume 3 was one of the big releases we've had this week but also the other big one on the video game front was jedi survivor and again i'm still playing it (laughs) dane has finished it so yeah um i'll let you give your first impression the slash review of it dane and i'll tell you where i'm at you can tell me how close i am
2: (laughs) okay um what what point of the game are you at story-wise
1: so i again you keep going back and forth to the same plan so i'm going back to kobo again to go to uh i've been looking for the observatory so that uh what was his name revis i think uh like the henchman to uh, the high republic jedi i just finished that boss fight with him and I guess that's all in the spoiler warning for Jedi Survivor here, at least to the, up to the point where I'm playing, where I'm at. So, spoiler warning here. Uh, I did just defeat him without lightsaber about and killed and killed him. So, um, the last point, we're, we're leaving the moon station, going back to Kobo, and the next place is to go meet a digging and the, at the observatory. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah, so there's still a big chunk. Uh, I think this is the beginning of the third act for you, okay. so... Uh, there's a, a pretty big uh, chunk um that you have to do left. Um Okay, so my first impressions I mean my my impressions of the game after beating it. Um not gonna lie, I'm a I'm a bit mixed on it. Not because of the, the story plot. I love the plot. I liked how they brought it back to the, the High Republic the High Republic because that's where, mm-hmm. you know. Star Wars seems to be going at the moment yeah. um, with the books and now this game the comic books so uh j- j- just you know not only reading about it but seeing it and seeing the Jedi and seeing all of the technology that they had back in the day was really nice to, to see to to see um my my negatives. Uh, and you're probably going to see this one coming, Tim. Uh, the performance mode. Uh, it, the, the game is ugly. It's, uh, that was my biggest disappointment. Mm. Because I played it on performance mode, and I'm not going to do it on the um, you know high... Re- high-resolution mode. So that, that makes me glad
1: I am doing it on the high-resolution mode, because <laughs> I want yeah. it to look as great as it can.
2: Yeah, it, it's choppy. Um, if, if nothing is happening happening on the screen and you're just going through a cave that nothing is moving in, you're fine. You're 60 frames per second, but if anything is happening, anything at all, it dips below that. And it's a noticeable dip, uh, dip um, especially especially when you're on on planets like i don't know let's say kobo and you're you're in an open area and there's Mm. things going on you know there's there's troopers walking or there's beasts doing their thing there is a significant drop in frames and that even on performance mode man (laughs) even on performance (laughs) that's disappointing um and on performance mode the the graphics take a huge huge dip wow (laughs) Uh, and i really don't get like there's no field of depth especially when you're in space looking at the stars like let's say you're going from kobo to uh wherever right uh you you get in the ship the ship goes up and then you're in space you know that whole transition uh video or whatever you want to call it like it um and you're looking at the stars, there is no field of depth. It just looks like a black, dot, white-dotted, I don't know, wall. Um, wallpaper. <laughs> totally, yeah, it looks like wallpaper, cheap <laughs> wallpaper. Um, the, and not only that, not only on the graphics side, where you have this massive dip in uh, frames, but also just the graphics themselves where it's like the 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 when it when it when you're in a cutscene it looks great but then there's a noticeable drop in quality when when you're actually playing the game and you can see this on the character model himself cal you know it's like his hair doesn't look great at all even though you can change it and stuff. None of the hairstyles that I found looked good on him. (laughs) Um, maybe it's my eyes, but it, it just looked like a, like an orange blob.
1: on his head. (laughs) You should have just went with Uh, the
2: bald shaved head. (laughs) Yeah. Particularly when, you know, you're zip lining or something and his hair is whipping in the, uh, Uh in the wind. That looks awful. Um, a lot of the backgrounds don't look too good. Um, it looks blurry. Um, yeah, the, I have nothing positive to say about that. Also, the the, the bugs in the game, I, and I couldn't believe it. You know, with a A game like this, um, you know how, like, in some cutscenes the character isn't there. And then all of a sudden, the character moves into frame at, at a really fast speed. Wow. Uh, See, I
1: haven't experienced many bugs yeah. on it, honestly. Yeah. I'm expecting Nights, it yeah. too, because I've heard that there was some, but I haven't had too many to be honest. There's some texture pop-ins that I are definitely noticeable, but other than that, I haven't really yeah. really much issue with any bugs.
2: That was another thing too, the texture pop-ins.
1: Yeah, that's the big noticeable um,
2: thing I have experienced on that. You know, that's when a negative. you know when there's nothing there, and then all of a sudden you're standing in a forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Um. You know the 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 you know, when you move the camera towards a wall and then you clip the wall and you can see like the back side of the graphics uh the unpolished side uh, just little stuff like that um, and you combine all of that and then you you put it into a game where one aspect of the game is a fighting right um and it's you get the you get the clipping you get the texture pop-in, I mean the, the, the pop in graphic pop ins and the frame rate drop and it's like it it doesn't it doesn't help you know with the with the combat and you add on top of that you also have to do parkour moves and you have to zipline and you have to do fancy jumps and you know stuff like that. And it really makes the game that much more I wouldn't say difficult. I'd say irritating. Um, I don't know how many times I had to redo a section because there was a frame rate drop, and or <laughs> like the character didn't do exact exactly what I meant him to do when I you know long press the the X button or whatever. You know, um, it's it, it's the technical side that really sort of brings it down to brings the score d- down a lot. Um, and I hate to say it because I really enjoyed the story. You're going to get to a part, Tim, that is going <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs>
0: you're almost Your there. Silence too. is just making me more too. excited for it.
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't think, I don't think I'm spoiling it. If, Spoiling the story, if I have to tell you that you have to fight Dagon, right? <laughs> well,
1: I already fought him twice, so <laughs> I imagine there's yeah. another one coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's another one coming. Um, but it's after that that you're, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna raise your eyebrows. Um, well, at, at least it did for me because I I really didn't see it coming. But um, anyway, yeah, the story is great. I like the older public. I like. You know, getting the getting the band back together. You know, uh, I, I'm just wondering what happened in between games. Was that in the comic books in the or in the books?
1: I haven't read. The, there was a yeah. tie-in novel that came out a little bit before Survivor, so maybe it did, but I haven't read it. So, but I kind of heard that it's not too consequential to the setup for Survivor, so i don't know but i think they kind of left that portion of why everyone separated kind of still up in the air as far as telling that exact story for why that happened i don't think that was covered in the book
2: Ah, uh, okay um but yeah getting the band back together uh you know sear and breeze uh so yeah i don't know it's i, I really really love the story um there's a sad moment coming up. There's a surprising moment coming up for you, Tim. Um, and I really, I really, really like the uh, the ending of the uh, of the game. So, yeah, um, the technical aspect of it is awful. Like I just really didn't have a good time. You know, look, like, I'm thinking about Naughty Dog, right? I mean, I know Naughty Dog is owned by Sony but or PlayStation or whatever, but, you know, with the Uncharted games, you know, you're jumping you, – you're, you're essentially doing the Jedi survivor or Jedi survivors doing the Uncharted thing, right? It's mm. the same game in the Star Wars universe, which isn't a bad thing, right? It's, I mean, it's great. Uh, the problem is, is you got to get the tech right, you know, and it's got to be smooth and flowing, you know, there can't be a, you know, you, you hit the button and all of a sudden you're you're not doing what you're, you intend to do, right? So.
1: Yeah, that'd be ideal for a video game, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, who'd have think,
1: who'd think, thought it, Tim? Um, <laughs> what a concept. But,
2: but yeah. I really enjoyed the story. They they really nailed the story for me. I really loved it. The older public, Dagon, and the secret planet that you're going to go to. Um, oh, sorry. I spelled well, that for you, too. I don't know if you know, I mean, but you're going to go to that planet. It
1: seems pretty obvious that that's, like, <laughs> the end point that you're trying to read. So, <laughs> yeah. Not a huge spoiler there.
2: Um. Yeah. I, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, just the technical aspect of it really brings it down for me. But it was the same way with uh, uh, Fallen Order, right? Mm-hmm. That game yeah. was you're playing pictures.
1: Unless you were playing on the current, the latest
2: Xbox yeah, the at the time. Yeah. Xbox or PS4 Pro. Yeah, you were um, yeah, you were yeah. screwed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah love the story the technical aspect is awful um so i'm gonna go ahead and give it a three out of five uh seems it's it's just the uh if you're just going on the story i totally loved it it's a five out of five for me but you you got the technical technical problems with it uh look one thing i I really wish um would would have happened in the game was uh uh Going back to Coruscant, I wish uh, you, you could go back to Coruscant, but that's just me.
1: That would have been nice. Uh, well, there's yeah. a spoiler for that for me not to look forward to, then.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, Tim. You don't go back to Coruscant in the game. Uh, well,
1: that's <laughs> the point of even finishing the game now.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's just Kobo, the new place, and, uh, ooh, Jenna. what was the name of the? Je- yeah, Jeddah. Yeah right right. What is Jeddah from? Am I?
1: No, oh, just from Rogue One.
2: Right right from Rogue One. Yeah, I couldn't remember that. It's like I, I've heard that name before. I just can't yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: love
2: uh, going back to that planet. Yeah, uh, so it's gonna be a three out of five for me.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, like I said, I haven't really experienced those technical issues that you have been. And I'm playing not on performance mode. Um, I can't remember what the other term is, but the where the graphics are really good. And the graphics are really good playing on that on that mode. Like I said, there are the texture pop-ins, what's annoying. But when I play it, everything else looks good, and it runs it's, it's runs smoothly enough for me, to be honest. I haven't had really much issues with that, so that sucks that you... That took away from your enjoyment of it. For, so far, for me, it hasn't, but I've been loving the heck out of it. Like you said, the story has been great so far, and I've heard from a few other people who finished it that say, like, it's a great ending, and you're hearing you say that it only confirms it, so I'm looking forward to experiencing that myself, but I'm loving what I'm getting so far. and It's just, you know, kind of interesting that it was, as you said, it is something of the type of story of getting the band back together where it's like, and what actually did happen to all these characters, but it is great when you do reunite with them and you're able to interact with them. But also some of them use for gameplay stuff, like the stuff with Marin on Jedha. That was such an awesome level. That so far is my favorite sequence of the game, that final section where you're trying to, where she gives you that charm, where you're able to go through those green portals that blew my mind. <laughs> that was yeah, it one was of the pretty most, cool. One of the most fun sequences I've had in a video game, where it was just so much fun going through that, that imperial like, drill machine into the temple, and you got TIE fighters flying over you and shooting at you, and you're all making this fast-paced escape. It was an adrenaline rush. That was just so much fun. So that stuff was great. And just the planet environments, I I am a little disappointed. I guess you're kind of confirming, too, that there's not really much planet options other than Kobo and Jeddah, that moon base, and I guess the final planet that you're trying to get to. So... Um, I wish there was a little more variety instead of kind of going back and forth to the different planets, but uh, it's not a total deal breaker. It's still when you get to those planets, it's still fun. And but Jeddah looks awesome but visually, like when you're in the desert storms, uh, trying to make your way through that, where it's like the red sun shining in the sky. It is visually, I think Jeddah looks the best, and it makes uh, for some of the most fun.
2: Let me say uh, reassess that when you after you beat the game
0: okay
2: yeah it's uh it it opens up to you um and it sort of makes sense why they did that
1: okay fair enough um but yeah gameplay wise too i'm loving it it's just that lightsaber combat is so much fun i love how you have the different stances with the different saber styles that you're able to do i refuse to use the style that has a blaster i mean i'm Coming from the Obi Wan school here or they're so uncivilized. I will not use it unless it's mandatory. <laughs> so I
2: really enjoyed the uh the big Excalibur lightsaber. That's or my the, second the Kylo one. Ring.
1: Yep. Yeah. The cross guard. So I use the single blade and the cross guard. Those are my the two oh, that really? I have currently equipped right now. Uh,
2: I use and the also Ahsoka, the dual yeah, I use the Ahsoka and the uh uh the Excalibur. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>
1: I just love that he have those options to choose from. And I really like the bigger customizations that you get to do for Cal now, BD, the lightsabers, some more stuff, too. So right now, my Cal, the standard haircut, I gave him a full beard. But I'm using my pre-order bonus where uh, he has the Obi-Wan Jedi outfit and the pack. And I'm using Obi-Wan's lightsaber as well. So Cal is playing homage to the greatest Jedi ever in my version of the Jedi survivor. Of
2: course you are.
1: Of course. But just having all those different options is just great, too. And I just like just a little bit more of that open world aspect to where on Kobo you do have that hub area and that town and you have Greece's Cantina where you get to different people you interact with. You you kind of recruit them to rebuild and kind of folk the Kobo town area. This how the Cantina gets bigger and bigger the more people you interact with and they give you more missions and side quests to do. That's all great. My two new favorite characters or i'm forgetting the name i think it's turds the kind of the frog creature that you rescue uh, when you first go into the cantina he's such a funny character i love his voice and just i was always getting himself into trouble and uh, but wanting to be brave at the same time it's funny and then the little fisherman creature who i think might be the same species as me gascon from the clone wars and the Joy Dark, who i love that character um so to see that little creature be like a fisherman and tell all these tall tales of his adventures is fun i always enjoy talking to those two so good great cast of new characters being introduced here which give you some fun side missions so um i am mainly just focusing on the story like i said i gotta try to beat it before tears of the kingdom comes out so i haven't done too many side quests which but sometimes they're hard to avoid because i want to i want to do them because they seem fun so i have done a couple but for the most part i'm gonna focus on the story and i think i'm really gonna have to do that uh, these next few days if I want to beat it in time so but yeah I'm having a blast with it to me I think it's a big improvement over the first one when it comes to story gameplay and just uh, just the planet locations too I, just, I think everything about it is just a big step up from the first one which again I really I loved as well but I think they just made everything better in this one so I'm having a blast with it I can't wait to experience the full story and see the direction that it goes so yeah I'm loving it I guess I can't give it a final score right now but if I were to right now, I'd give it a a four out of five. It's been just really great so far, and I guess I'm fortunate enough to not have experienced the big technical issues that you had um, during my playthrough, which I definitely understand would be a, a hamper in in your enjoyment of it. So, which stinks. And I thought they were supposed to have a big update these last during this week, but I didn't get a notification that one was available when I started it. So, I know one came out for the PC, but I thought PS5 and the Xbox Series X was supposed to get one this week too, but Maybe I'm mistaken, or I didn't. I didn't uh, read the dates right, so <laughs> I don't know. But there should be updates coming for it, uh, for the consoles, uh, which hopefully fixes those issues you're having,
2: Dane. Hopefully, um, yeah. But yeah, maybe, maybe I'll give it a three and a half <laughs> because, like you said, the the, the lightsaber combat was pretty cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: So my question I have for you, Dane, <laughs> that I was going to yeah. mention yeah. before uh, at the beginning, where you sent me a text asking if you know, you just played the greatest boss battle or what are the best boss battles in a video game? And you asked me, did I make it to a point where the technician and, and you said it was around the place <laughs> of the observatory. But before I got there, I yeah. was ex- exploring this kind of imperial base. And as I'm making my way through there, I saw the boss meter come up and I saw Rick the Technician as just the Scout Trooper where I beat him in two lightsaber hits. <laughs> was that the greatest boss battle you are
2: referring to? Yes, it was. Okay. It <laughs> when was. I played that, I was like, oh, that's it. Uh, uh, it's, it's, yeah. It's the greatest boss battle I've ever played. Uh, it takes like one or two hits to, to take him down. <laughs> he pumps uh, I himself should've... up.
1: Yeah, I should have known that it would be a typical Dane uh, reference to something that <laughs> ended up being a joke.
0: <laughs> well, right the, I, uh, it's so weird
1: when they did that. It's like so random too, out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. It's like, what? Another boss? And then he, he charges you and then you just hit him and he's dead. And it's say, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. That was a great boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the music stops too like, like, you, you got like that heroic battle music and then uh, Rick charges at you <laughs> <laughs> and you hit him once and he's dead and the music stops I like that Yeah. I like how like, yeah, the do a name too pal. Rick yeah, the technician Rick the door technician yeah
1: I almost feel bad for killing him though <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh what do you call it? the uh the the Dagon the, the final Dagon fight is pretty cool though. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good.
1: Yeah, it's always wondering what's this gonna be be because first when I played that escape sequence on Jeddah through the green portal, like, is this what Dane's talking about? Because this is amazing, but I didn't see any reference to a technician or anything, so oh so I got <laughs> something other great to look forward to. So it's gonna be awesome. Then without am of like, oh wait, this is this has to be it. This is something definitely something like Dane would do.
2: <laughs> hey. Great boss battle, great uh mechanics, boss yeah. mechanics.
0: <laughs>
1: I guess technically that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, Jedi Survivor, I don't think Go ahead. I was gonna say, for me, just Jedi, uh, if I could talk, Jedi Survivor did not, has not disappointed, has lived up to the hype I had going for it. Um, even if, despite <laughs> because I haven't experienced those big technical issues you had, I, yeah. that's what's making me just like thinking it's just really, really great all the way around, besides a few hiccups here and there with the with the graphics.
2: Yeah, not only that, also... I don't know, the like the first time I've ever had this happen with a game on PS5. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so the game launches, right? And uh, on the Thursday... It was like Thursday around 6 or 7 my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, oh, cool, let's get it started, you know? And I click on it, and it said uh it it, it it couldn't validate my license oh wow great yeah and so i couldn't play it that night
1: oh man so yeah <laughs> the whole night stuff.
2: yeah the whole night like i kept on trying and it's like you know it gets a certain time and it's like yeah i'm not gonna play a video game before i go to sleep so yeah man, i would be really disappointed and upset if that happened that thursday <laughs> yeah i was upset I was like, okay, maybe Friday it'll work, so Friday got home and it worked. And you know, I beat it in Yeah, you beat it really days. quick. Like I couldn't believe like when you said it you'd be like, What? <laughs> yeah, well I I uh I beat it on the, the easy mode mm-hmm. and I didn't do most of the side quests.
1: Yeah, that's so it's like again. Or I'm trying not to do as many psychoists, but I just can't help myself sometimes. So <laughs> if you didn't yeah. do any, I could see how you would have beat it that quickly. So
2: Well I did a couple. because uh, I was just in that uh general area, like uh-huh. in the swamp with those uh two women. Okay, yeah. we have to get the yeah, data. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did that one. Uh just cause I was in the area. <laughs> yeah, and it's right there.
1: Have to get that new ability to lift up and pull down an objects, it's like how yeah. can you not do it? <laughs>
2: yeah so i did that one i did a couple others um just because like i said i was in the area Uh, a couple on jenna yeah
1: yeah so i'm thinking hope again i'll probably beat it and go straight to zelda but i want to go back and do a lot of the side quest stuff because it does seem like a lot of fun to do and the game is just fun to play so i don't want it just to be i finish the story and i never go back to it again i do plan to go back to it and play finish up those side quest stuff
2: yeah and it's like i said uh wait till you after you beat it to to you know form your opinion on the two pla- two different planets okay or only having two different planets because yeah. um you, you know how they do the thing where it's like you don't have everything at once and you kind of learn it over time mm. and it's like uh Going back, uh, you know, it sort of makes sense. Okay. Yeah.
1: Good to know. Just more stuff to look forward to. So, yeah. So, Jedi Survivor is out now. Next up, Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) The big one.
2: (laughs) And then the big one, Tim. Final Final Fantasy Fantasy. 60. Yes.
1: Three big games all in a row. It's so good, Just but it's so, so frustrating. <laughs>
2: did you uh, pre-order that?
1: No, not yet. Actually, oh. I should pre-order Zelda. But I don't think there's any bonus stuff that you get with pre-ordering Zelda, so I'm no rush to that. Final Fantasy, there might be.
2: Wow, you didn't pre-order? I, I pre-ordered Zelda before you did, Sam?
1: You did, yes. So that, is, that is accurate. You
2: fake fat. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: another part of me has been revealed or, yeah. <laughs> or exposed yes, I'm a fake Zellipan <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: all my
1: defense I
2: mean, of Breath in the Wild is all for not now yeah. I've been thinking about pre-ordering 16, Final Fantasy 16 mm. uh, but uh, maybe i will be disappointed with Tears of the Kingdom and then oh. Yeah, I'd be waiting for sixteen. Well,
1: I hope not. I mean, uh, I hope it's the opposite of your experience with Breath of the Wild, so <laughs> Yeah. Fingers crossed. I
2: hope. I hope they did something with weapon degradation, Tim. They made it less severe.
1: I I heard it is less severe, but again, it's it's still there, obviously. But it's I don't think it's yeah. going to be as annoying as it was in the first one.
2: Yeah. But you'll be the judge of that. <laughs> So in Breath of the Wild, let's say you got like this cool flame sword or whatever, right? And it's like a really good flame sword. Dude. Everything's breakable. Dave. <laughs> okay. So so once it breaks, you can't do anything to it. It's you might as well just throw it on the ground. Oh yeah, you get a new one.
1: So you'll find a new one. It's just a matter of time. But yes, it'll it'll be breaking useless.
2: So you can't repair it.
1: Just got to find a new one.
2: Uh, okay. Okay. You know what? I'm not going to say anything, Tim.
0: Good. Say anything
2: because I know that's your favorite video game franchise. So It is.
1: <laughs> Tread lightly. Especially when we're, we're nearing release week. I will take no Zelda blasphemy here.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway.
1: Yes. <laughs> on that note, um, yeah, I guess that's gonna be it for this episode. It's A great week of big releases with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and Jedi Survivor, both of which are great. So, if you're gonna see the movie, if you're playing the game, hope you enjoyed it as much as we had, or for Guardians, and the, the,
2: I have <laughs> in this case.
1: Which uh, once it comes on Disney Plus, Dane, I'll be curious to hear what you think of it because I, I think you'll like this one.
2: Yeah, I'm curious what what you'll think of the ending of Survivor. Um,
1: oh, I'm sure I'll love it
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, it'll be Especially, pretty like, classic for me not to like it because a lot of things happen really really fast towards, <laughs> towards okay. the end of the game yeah Interesting. okay
1: Fox well, should anyway. get in there hopefully in the next few days or I got to I can't say hopefully I next, have to <laughs> next few weeks no don't say no 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 <laughs> next few weeks I'll be in Hyrule <laughs>
2: Right. You well, know, I guess so I don't get like, uh, you know, I mean, you're you're pretty much playing in the same place for, I don't know, let's say 15 games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, how did, is it, is it like just different versions it's, of it? Yeah, no, it is
1: just over the course of many different eras. So you're playing like hundreds of years, sometimes thousands of years. So it's like, a, it's a wide time gap in the Zelda franchise.
2: Uh okay.
1: And there is the occasional game where you're not in high rule, but those are like a handful. <laughs>
2: yeah. And Link keeps on waking up. It's somebody. always a
1: different link for the most part. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, never the So it's the like same different way.
2: versions. Yeah. yeah. Except
1: for, unless it's a direct sequel, like Tears of the Kingdom is to Breath of the Wild, but
2: uh, that's why he looks older with a uh, longer hair
1: older and sometimes younger in other versions so, so <laughs> depends on which route they decide to go with for a particular Zelda game uh, okay. but that's what makes it so great too and you never know what to expect and how different it's going to be but yet it's still Zelda and Link at the end of the day
2: I'm just so sorry I'm just watching the Mets game
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sure i'll be signed to yankees have been awful they're in last place so i got that going for me yeah but
2: the the, the al east is strong this year right oh, yeah the rays are just on a historic
1: pace so that's not helping yeah. either okay <sighs> yeah let's not end the episode on a down with was barbed. i'll better right. doing so <laughs> um i'll go ahead and throw it to you Dane, for the outro All right, go to Facebook.com. Dang it. The Mets mess you up on the outro too. (laughs) Uh,
2: Go to the Batman Universe. Facebook.com. Batman Universe. Twitter handles at Batman Universe. Show Twitter handles at Batman27. Tim Twitter handles at uh, uh, at TimG311. I'll say it this time. It actually did our podcast handles at Batman's podcast. It got changed several years ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah sorry it's only been several years yeah say <laughs> at Bad Fans Podcast my channels is at being says banana rate reviews on iTunes and if you want to email the show you can email the show at badfans.com at gmail.com so with that we see it in every single episode yeah. we love
1: each and every one of you for all of our Rock, Raccoon and Jedi surviving <laughs> I
2: like that <laughs> We keep it as simple this time. (laughs) See you guys next time. See you next time.